Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Hey everyone, welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. We've had some great interviews on this show. The teams behind Pixel Vault, Artblocks, The Vogue Collective, Robotos, Doge Pound, Oniforce, Crypto Dads, Dizzy Dragon, Supduck, and more. We also did an NFT giveaway. Stay tuned. We got more giveaways coming in the future. We have a great show today. Blockchain Boys joining us later on. Let's get it started. This is The Roadmap. All right. Yeah, for anyone new to the show, this is The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. We've been going for a couple weeks now. We've had some great interviews on the show covering education of the NFT sector, news and headlines as well, covered by myself and also my wonderful co-host, Maz. Maz, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Chris? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I mean, it's a, it's a busy Wednesday. Uh, it looks like we got quite a few people joining us right now. So if we can get everyone to smash that like, and if you have not subscribed to Benzinga's YouTube channel yet, make sure you subscribe. Um, you know, we want to do more NFT coverage and we need the support of the community out there. We also have this cool new layout. If, if you're new yeah. to the show, you, you can see it now. If you've watched the show before, you know, you know that we didn't have this layout before. You can actually see your comments appear live on screen not many shows out there doing that, Mass. So uh, definitely something that sets us apart. And uh, we want to stay engaged with the community. So uh, you can chat throughout today's episode. And we will try to uh, chat back and uh, answer questions along the way. Yeah, I love it too, because it allows us to look, you know, and really react to the comments right away while we're talking. So yeah, keep the comments coming. And it allows us to, you know, take what you're saying, your feedback into the episode. So yeah. Uh, what do we have today in today's episode, Chris? Yeah, so we've got an exciting uh, interview coming up today. Today's episode brought to you by Blockchain Boys Club. And we are going to dive into this new NFT project and what it's all about and how it's different than other NFT projects out there. So I'm super excited about that interview. Uh, before we get into that interview, Maz, we usually air Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. For no. anyone who follows our normal schedule, they might not know that we actually did an interview Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time with Lazy Lions, and that was an exciting interview. So if you didn't get a chance to watch that, make sure you find that video. Maz, what did you think of uh, Lazy Lions in that interview? Yeah, man, that episode was definitely one of my favorites to shoot. Um, you know, time flew. You know, before we knew it, it's been, you know, X amount of time. A lot of good information of how, you know, if you're starting a project, how to do it right. That community uh, is probably one of the strongest communities that I see on Twitter, on Discord. And talking to the founders on Monday kind of showed us why they did that. So great episode. Shout out to the Lazy Lion team and community. Definitely. All right, Maz. Well, let's dive into today's interview. Uh, and then we will get to news and headlines at the end of the show, something that we like to do on every episode if we're able to. Uh, so uh, joining us on the show today, we have Leighton from Blockchain Boys. Let me go ahead and bring 
Leighton onto the stream. What's going on? How are we doing today, Leighton? What's up, everybody? Oh, it's great to be on the show. As I mentioned before, big fan of it. Um, I've been diving more and more into your guys' content. You're so on it. So it's an honor to be featured on here. Hi, Maz. Hi, Chris. Uh, thanks for having Appreciate me. It. Of <clears throat> course. We're, we're so happy to have you on. We're happy to hear about Blockchain Voice Club and how it's different than other NFT projects out there. Something we always like to talk about on the show, right? How are projects different? Where's the future value coming from? So, mm -hmm. so I'll kick off the questions here. Before we dive into Blockchain Voice Club, Leighton, just wondering if you can tell us a little bit of your history with NFTs. Were you involved with NFTs prior to Blockchain Voice Club? Yeah, a little bit so. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've been involved in the blockchain space since 2017, um, just kind of keeping up to date, uh, trading, you know, all kinds of different coins, fell in fell in deep in the very beginning in a bunch of ICOs. Um, and one of those that I explored around that time was the, the whole crypto kitty craze. And then back when it crashed Ethereum. So there was already kind of it, NFTs were on the radar a little bit. But I think, it, I mean, obviously it wasn't until this year that the space has really kind of taken charge of, of yeah, going mainstream. Yeah. <clears throat> And so, yes, no, I've been involved in a few projects in the last few months. Um, and, and I don't know, there, there were a few different things that we were kind of looking for when we were, you know, investing in different projects. And something that we kind of identified was kind of the lack or lack, if you will, of a meaningful origin story, or at least in our opinion, of, of a couple of projects. We were like, look, there's something that we think is missing. There's something that we think we can bring in the space that's maybe a little bit more organic. Um, so we really just wanted to kind of put our put our thoughts out there, put our movement out there and kind of see who gravitated towards it. Perfect. So that moves us into Blockchain Boys Club. So tell us about Blockchain Boys. How did this project come about? What is the origin story of this NFT project? Yeah, absolutely. So again, what one of the co-founders and I, we dove into the space. He introduced me to blockchain back in 2017, right? This was when Bitcoin had just broken $4,000. I still remember the memes on the Reddit. Um, everyone kind of going crazy of, blocked, of, of Bitcoin going breaking 4,000. And it was just like, what a time to be alive. And little do we know that was only the beginning of it, right? So we kind of really fell into the space, fell in love with the technology, um, how it was disrupting um, financial, the financial space as a whole. And so we got really invested, you know, made a little bit of money here and there. And then naturally in the crash of 2018, just kind of fell into this crazy space of anxiety, stress. You know, there was no one really ever to tell us that, you know, when you make 10,000% returns on an ICO, like that's not normal. You, you, you don't regularly should expect that, right? But there was, there was no one really to kind of take us by the hand. And so that was my introduction also into kind of trading as a whole, including stocks, right? So again, we, we've been trading ever since. Um, like we couldn't totally neglect the space as much as you want to walk away from crypto at times. It, it always just pulls you right back in, right? You can't help but check check the tickers every now and then. Um, and, and I always joke about this too. I, I tell people, you know, if you haven't gone through bouts of depression at a certain point in your in your experience of trading cryptocurrency, you, you probably haven't been in long enough for. So, I mean, we, we've been there. I mean, we're just trying to be human about it, you know, be very real about it that you know, we've made money at times, we've lost a lot more money in a lot more times. And we wanted to kind of bring into the space an element of a support system. So again, I'm a big believer coming from a startup background, along with my co-founder. Um, when you create a project, you got to have two things, right? One is to solve a real world problem. And the second is that it's got to be a product that you stand behind 100%. You think this is a value product. So with that first point, what we really wanted to do, we're like, look, Everything in the blockchain space moves so fast. You, you look at the DeFi craze in 2019. I mean, the whole ICO craze of 2017, 
You look at what's happening with NFTs now, it's so easy to fall asleep, you know, for a month or two. And before you know it, you know, you've missed a thousand different projects. So we're like, what, what mechanism really would solve that issue, right? What would really solve that problem? And at the end of the day, it, it didn't seem like there was anything else besides building a meaningful community where people were bringing in insight. You know, they were uh, alluding to different trading signals. They were telling you, hey, this might be a great buy opportunity. This would be a great short opportunity. You know, take a look at what's happening in this NFT space. Take a look at this project. So again, we're, we're, what we're trying to do is really bring together the best and the brightest um, of people who, who have some of this valuable insight and bring it into a collective where it can be shared and valued and people can really benefit from it. Because I remember in the early days too of, again, 2017, you know, a lot of these subreddits were the only spaces for crypto communities to hang out. And at first, the, the reddits, you know, they're really positive, really encouraging. And then you just slowly saw it divulge into this toxic cultish you know because i'm invested in this i don't want to i don't want to hear about your coin or something like that right and i think it, it's also an element of human nature right when things when prices start to go down you know people start to kind of delve into this this idea of no i I'm, i believe in the project i want to stick with it and then you lose a little bit of rational sense and again it i've seen communities that have been really positive and stayed true through that time so we had a good sense of like, look, let's build out something that doesn't divulge into something necessarily toxic, where people can come in, talk about other NFT projects by all means, talk about, you know, hot cryptocurrencies, talk about trades that might be beneficial to other people. And again, it, it just kind of relieves the burden off any one person and it makes it all more manageable, a little bit more like you're not going at it alone. And again, when you have bad days and you, you make bad trades, it's going to happen. Like there's no if, ands or buts, it's going to happen at some point. The whole thing is just to kind of, you know, pick yourself back up, um, do more technical analysis, do more fundamental analysis, figure out what should be the next trade and move on. And, and I've been in this space along with my co-founder where we've fallen into bouts where it's just, you didn't have that support system and it's hard to pick yourself up sometimes. So we wanted to come from a space again, just to kind of solve that core problem. And then the second point that I alluded to, you know, we, we really wanted to create like a piece of artwork, a project that we could stand behind and say, dude, we, we think this is awesome. We're not creating it for creation's sake. Um, and yeah, we just kind of put it out there, see who gravitates towards it. We've started building an awesome community and I don't know, man, it, it's just incredibly inspiring to kind of see people gravitate towards something that you just create and put out into the world. So that's been, um, you know, just kind of also just a huge benefit of creating this and just building out and build, beginning to build some meaningful relationships. And yeah, that's kind that's of where awesome. we come from and what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. That a <laughs> no, you're fine. That's awesome to hear. You know, one of the things that I saw with this project is the terminal, um, you know, which is going to provide that NFT insight, some data. Tell us a little bit more about the terminal and how people get access to that. Yeah. So we were thinking of building out. Um, I mean, we've already begun building out the UI. Um, of, of kind of all the different features that we want to include in there. Um, again, we, we want it also to be very much community driven. We don't want to be building out features that are going to be totally meaningless or just, you know, have no value to the end user. So again, depending on the scale of, of how big we're able to build it to, we'd love to turn it into a, almost a subscription-based service, but obviously all of our holders will have exclusive access. We'll be able to access it for free. So again, we're always trying to generate some utility for our holders. And again, we want to build out something that I think what's great about it is we're building something that solves our own problem, you know, because we are active traders. We love to, you know, I, I've been staring at crypto charts 
now for, I mean, countless number of hours over the last few years. Like we know what, what features we would want to include that are actually going to be meaningful, deliver value. Um, so we're just trying to incorporate all of that. And again, make it community driven, create something that that's useful. And yeah. Love that. So Layton, uh, we're looking at the project here. So it looks like there's going to be 5,555 uh, pieces total. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about why this number and also what inspired the art you know, behind this as well? Yeah. So we we had actually originally um, selected 10,000 because that just kind of felt like an industry standard. When we we're yeah. coming into it, you know, we kind of just picked up on a few things that some of the other projects were doing. But kind of as we got more into it, we we're talking with our community. You know, we were thinking we don't necessarily want 10,000 members. Um, you know, you really think about how each member might be able to contribute and and give insight. It doesn't feel like you would have that same sense of community if it was that large, even though 10,000 maybe doesn't seem that large to a lot of people, you know, in, re in, in real terms of people actually engaging with the project, being a part of it, um, 10,000 just felt kind of too big. So we're like, you know, we could almost cut that in half realistically. And then we just kind of liked the number 555. It, it had a little bit more of a kind of ring to it. So that's how we landed on that. Um, the artwork, we wanted to kind of make it a caricature of a human. But funny enough, what we actually began with was we eliminated that cyborg component, which you can see on the right side. Um, so we've got three different now metal skins, um, bronze, silver, and gold that we've included there. Because I don't know, we felt, we felt like as soon as we had made it too much of a real caricature of a human, um, it kind of felt like maybe you were trying to adopt someone else's personality or it was too much reflective of a persona that wasn't yours. I don't know. So we wanted to make it a little bit more kind of alien, if you will. Um, so, yeah, so we, we've got an awesome uh, illustrator I've become very good friends with who's been working with us. Um, shout out to Ignacio. He does fantastic work. Uh, by all means, I want him to, to, to kind of make, make it out of this, too. So his LinkedIn is on there. All of our LinkedIn's are on there um, for the core team. You know, again, we believe in standing by our project. So feel free to also hit up um, our illustrator and, and get in contact with him if you like the artwork, because it is, it is phenomenal, we think. We think it's incredibly well done. And we've just finished all our designs and they came out really nice. So we, we, love, uh, we love what we've managed to accomplish here. And yeah, love to need to give credit where credit's due. So shout out to Ignacio for that. Nice, love that. So there's 2000 available in pre-sale. How can people get on the whitelist? Yeah, so the whitelist is acquired by engaging in our Discord. So we've got a Discord community that's live right now. And if you come in and join, um, we've got a few requirements there just in terms of the number of amount of activity that you have to be involved with. And then there's a few other criterions. I think it's it's three invites as it stands right now. And we're going to slowly make it a little bit more exclusive as we approach that 2000 mark. So we want to make it a little bit tougher and again, reward some of our earlier members with a little bit easier access um, to that to that whitelist. Love that. So, you know, gas is something that we talk about continually uh, here, you know, on the ETH blockchain as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The mint cost is 0 0.065. So, you know, have you taken gas into, uh, you know, when you consider pricing and everything, is gas something that you guys consider or how did you guys decide yeah. on pricing as well? Yeah. So actually, when we when we reduced our total supply um, about a week ago, we actually also cut down our price. So the original one was 0 0.08. And that's because at the time that we had kind of um, conceptualized that it was around the $300 mark. And so obviously Ethereum with where it is, gas prices going up much higher where they are. Um, we felt like it was necessary to kind of cut back on that price and, and we could still hit kind of the, 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 the benchmark, which we wanted to. So yeah, we've tried to factor that in, but again, I, I think gas is one of those tricky things that I don't know if anyone's fully cracked 
um, the solution to it, you know, assuming that you want to stay on Ethereum, which, which yeah. you want to do. And we've kind of already set that in stone. So it's a little bit tough, but I think we're going to do a little bit more to kind of figure out maybe what are the best times, um, what are the best days and, and try to frame our, our pre-sale around that. That's awesome, man. Love to hear that. So yeah. Leighton, one of the things we talk about a lot with projects is, you know, the roadmap and what's coming. Yeah. And a lot of projects out there, you know, merchandise is something that they launch, you know, later down the road. So I saw that Blockchain Boys Club already has merchandise out. So tell us a little bit, you know, why merch early and how is that important to help build this community prior to the launch? Yeah, so I think our, our store is already live um, as it stands right now. Again, we, we very much came from the space, you know, like we're, we're building out this project because it solves a problem that we have ourselves. So we were like, hey, man, let's design merch that we would wear ourselves. You know, let's not like just create a piece of clothing, slap our logo on it and put it out there um, just just for the sake. Like, let's actually create some cool designs that might pick up, you know. Yeah, like that by the dip. Club could turn it to some extent of a, uh, yeah, so I, I really love these ones, the by the dip. Um, we've got some cool margin call one you pin margin called um, nice, below. nice. <laughs> so again we, we're, we're already working on the next set I think we've got a scared money don't make money uh, design coming out that should that one should be pretty fun and again we, we just kind of came from the space of hey man let's build kind of cool stuff that like I would wear myself um, so we're doing that we've got a, a model set up so the 100% of the revenue goes back into the company and we've set it up so that holders, which we haven't integrated as of yet, but holders will actually get a discount, which will kind of totally negate any profit margin that's made on the shirt. So they purely be paying for the fulfillment of it um, effectively. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, loving that merchandise. Going to have to check out that store later on. Love the buy the dip one. Someone who's covered the stock market for years. So uh, a phrase yeah. that we know all too well and then <laughs> added to, yeah. to crypto and NFTs as well. So uh, that's that's pretty exciting. Leighton, I saw one of the things I'm down the road. Like, I'm glad you guys like it, first of all. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's reaffirming to what we're doing here. <laughs> oh, no, it's all positive. Validation. Validation. There you go. So Exactly. Well, exactly that, Chris. One of the things I saw is you're also launching a podcast and part of that podcast will be that holders of the NFTs will have ownership in the podcast. Tell us what this means and again, why it's so important to put money back into the, the project going forward. Yeah. So again, two things there. I mean, one is being able to generate revenue. Um, so, I mean, we, we don't necessarily want to create a, create a DAO right here with what we're doing, but we'd love for the project to be self-sufficient in that regard. And one way to do that, you need to have some kind of a revenue stream, some way to generate operational income, right? So, so the thing is self-sufficient to an extent. And we figured what a great way to be able to do that would be obviously beyond merchandise is media created content or media owned content, should I say, of the company. So I don't know, we, we've, I've heard of some hilarious stories. Again, we've been in the market for like four, four-ish years now. And dude, there's some funny stories out there. And I, I've listened to a bunch of different podcasts um, and not too many of them are just like total banter, um, just funny, you know? And I think I think we're, with where we're coming from, the direction with where we want to take it, we think we can generate something that's genuinely really engaging, high quality. And again, it comes back to this idea, you know, cryptocurrency is stressful, man. Like anyone who says it's not, they're lying, right? Any day that you can see a 20, a minus 20%, right? It, it's It's a stressful time. So again, it's, Coming back to the idea of let's relieve a little bit of stress. Let's kind of put things in perspective. Let's let's kind of ease the burden of of like at the end of the day, they're all just numbers, right? 
um, and they're all pixels on a screen. Like let, let's sometimes put some things in perspective, just ease the tension. And so we wanted to kind of, again, deliver a medium that might, might do that. And at the same time, be high quality. And of course we wanted to generate revenue. So all ad revenue, any kind of sponsorships that would come out of it would go back into the organization. And then yes, all holders will, will hold a percentage of the, of the actual podcast. So if we can blow it up, we can get it big enough. Um, if we can sell that down the road, everyone is a direct benefit beneficiary of that. Nice. So you guys announced a, six, a sister collection coming. Uh, can you guys give us a timeline and you know how will people get access to that collection? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that collection, I think we're going to be creating, I mean, more items than we have kind of in, in our original collection. So that way, every current NFT holder will obviously be getting a one to one of that of that sister collection. And then we'll also have additional, which would bring in a, a few more members. Um, we're thinking of, again, calling it the Blockchain Girls Club. We're not 1000% like because we've uh, obviously we've been knocked on a little bit, you know, for, for calling it the Blockchain Boys Club. Is it exclusive to boys? Like, absolutely not. That's not what we're trying to do here. We just thought it had a nice ring to it. Um, so we want to make it a little bit more inviting. Um, and so I think that's what we're going to do in terms of timelines. We're expecting that to come out probably in the next uh, two months. I mean, it, it, it took us about six weeks or so to do all the artwork for our current collection. Um, and, and obviously we don't want to rush anything. We don't want to push out anything that is, that is low quality. So we wouldn't want to kind of rush that process. So I, I think it would take at least of a six weeks, um, to finalize all those designs and get that out. And will this be a free mint or airdrop for current holders that hold the first piece? Yeah. So that'll be an airdrop for everyone who holds the first piece. And then the rest of the supply will be, yeah. Nice. Available. on uh, agency, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So we've been seeing a lot of projects buying land in the metaverse. Um, you know, do you mm -hmm. are you guys planning to buy land in the metaverse, and why is it? Yeah. So actually, yeah, we just had a fun discussion about that today because I mean, we had a scare that it, you know, or or I think Sandbox had just put out a statement that they have completely sold out um, from a you know a certain collection, and and so yeah, so we've already been like looking at prices, looking at wh which piece of land we'd like to purchase. Um, so yeah, it's that's still very much on the roadmap, and I think the metaverse too is kind of just become more of a trending point of the nft uh, space as a whole yeah. i think that was kind of like a subset kind of when the when the market kind of first originated i mean originated um as of this year right but i think the metaverse has kind of slowly evolved in something a little bit more substantial than what we might have expected it so i think it's gonna be really interesting to see where the nft space goes and we don't want to be left behind we want to be a part of that and it feels like the metaverse is is the next logical step if you want to kind of stay in that space and yeah, we don't want our holders to be feel like they're missing out in any way. So nice. Love that. So we were looking at the roadmap and we saw so at 100% sellout, you guys will be giving away a Tesla. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how it's going to work? Yeah. So once we've kind of finalized um, our public sale and all of our holders, we've done the reveal. Um, everyone knows kind of which BC boy they're going to be holding. We're going to do a random selection and then there's going to be a winner pulled from one of those holders. So again, we just wanted to create some extent of, of, of a lottery just for the sake, again, of kind of feeding into our concept of delivering value. Um, someone's going to be a big winner and we wanted to have, uh, have just have, give someone that opportunity. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. We're, we're really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, we, we see a lot of talk about roadmaps and the, the Tesla giveaway again, someone like me who comes from a stock background and late and I know you mentioned stocks as well. I, I think that's awesome to see. Um, well, I mean, Leighton, this was fun. Uh, you know, great insight into this project. Do we have a launch date um, for Blockchain Boys Club or is that still kind of up in the air here? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so we've just kind of finalized on uh, November 20th. So that's going to be next weekend. Um, so we're kind of working towards that, obviously trying to get just you know, kind of the word out um, as much exposure and, and just kind of share our message with as many people as possible and see who's interested. Again, you know, we're not saying come buy our NFT. We're just saying come meet us, um, talk to us. Hopefully, you know, you just kind of see how like genuine, transparent we are. And, and if you're interested in it, you're interested in it. If you're not, you're not. And yeah, that's that's kind of all we're trying to do here. So Awesome. And there's still spots available on the whitelist then, or is that completely? Yeah. So, so the whitelist, yeah, has not been filled as of yet. And we're, we're slowly getting there. So we're excited to kind of bring in a few more members and, and by all means. Awesome. Well, yeah. joining us on the roadmap, Layton from Blockchain Boys Club. You just heard him say November 20th. Go ahead, yeah. check out that Discord, check out their website. Those links are below in this video description. Um, you know, and maybe you can uh, get on that whitelist, uh, you know, going forward. So Leighton, thanks so much for your time today. Oh man, I appreciate and, it. It was a pleasure to meet you, Chris and Maz. Thank you for of, having me on here. And course, yeah, fun discussion, man. Of course. of course. And we look forward to following that Mint process and uh, yes. talking to you soon. By all means. I appreciate it, guys. Have a, have a great rest of your show. You thanks, too. Awesome. Take it easy. Awesome. Well, there you guys have it. Another great interview here on the Roadmap Blockchain Boys Club. Uh, I, I like it, Maz, right? Uh, you know, you can get on the whitelist right now. They, they've got some fun things planned, right? The terminal where you can get NFT data and insights. They've got the podcast coming where you're going to own a piece of that, right? And the revenue is going to yeah. go back into the project. I love that. And, and then also the sister project coming, right? So you're going to get a free mint of the sister and, and then the Tesla giveaway. I mean, I want to win a Tesla, Maz. So, uh, I mean, what else is there to say there? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I always look out for projects is transparency and, you know, to see a founder dox himself, you know, show himself on camera, it's always a good sign. And just, you know, that's always something that I take into account when looking at new projects. So definitely some good information here. And I look forward to keeping up with this project. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, yeah, if you have a chance, check out Blockchain Boys Club again, the description in or the uh, the links are in the description below um, and you can find out more about that project. Maz, let's turn to some news and headlines. So uh, one of the things we always like to start the week with is talking about the top 10 NFTs of the previous week by sales volume, right? And yeah. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, right? Axie Infinity. Again, oh, man. Away, big Never would have guessed. Right? <laughs> and, and Maz, they're actually getting close. They might have actually hit it this week. $3 billion in lifetime sales volume. I mean, that's a staggering number, right? Yeah, that they awesome. now are over three billion dollars um crypto punks was number two last week and then we saw a couple cards uh farmers world third parallel alpha fourth uh board ape was fifth the sandbox which we talked about mm -hmm. um last week right was up 359 percent sales volume of 14.5 million and then we saw a couple uh ape derivatives uh on the top 10 fat ape club 10.8 million dollars uh Maz, I had not heard of this one, but it was new on the list. And the floor price when I wrote this article was 0 0.31. Um, and this is a 9,999 project. And essentially, I mean, it's just like it says, they're oversized ape NFTs. Um, yeah, there it is on screen. Um, and then uh, uh, Desperate Ape Wives, which we talked about the other day, yeah. was also in the top 10. And Art Blocks coming in at tenth place last week. So, Maz, what do you make of that top ten? Um, are you surprised to see, you know, some of these ape derivatives uh, do so well? 
Um, or is that, you know, not surprising at this point? First of all, those are some thick boys right there. Those are funny. You know, they're definitely bulking up for winter season. Look at that. Um, Look at that. They take up the whole screen. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty cool. So the thing with ape derivatives, right, we've seen, men, I mean, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of them. So it's interesting to see which ones pick up and which ones don't, right? So I saw a couple last week that minted out as well. Um, you know, with ape derivatives, you never know if it's going to be a hit or miss. You know, I'm, I guess I'm guessing the community has a big factor to do with it. But I did see these over the weekend and I thought they were interesting. Uh, same with the Desperate Ape Wives. We saw those last week and, you know, those are cool as well. Um, yeah, so apes always seem to be in that, you know, NFT metaverse play. So, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you put ape in your name, but it's kind of hit or miss because, Maz, I saw some, you know, a month ago that didn't sell out. Um, there was one yeah. with the... Football jerseys, um, I can't think of the name now. That one didn't sell out, at least in the first couple days. Um, mm -hmm. And I know there's been others. So, I mean, again, the Board Ape Yacht Club community, they're so tight-knit, and I feel like some of them end up minting these projects, and some yeah. of them kind of criticize the projects and, you know, just call them, you know, uh, you know, derivatives that, you know, people shouldn't get into. So, uh, but kind of interesting then if you look at the list, I mean, between Board Ape, Mutant Apes, uh, fat apes mm -hmm. and uh, desperate ape wives. That was four of the top 10 by sales volume. So a uh, big week out there for apes. Absolutely. And speaking of apes, right? So we had the Rolling Stone board ape cover. So I don't know if we saw that. We talked about it last week. Uh, so for the first time ever, Rolling Stone is minting its NFTs in partnership with the board ape yacht club. It went live with, I think, what, a couple minutes ago? I think at, right around showtime, it looks like, Maz. Yeah. And if we can pull up, yep, there's the site there. So look at that image. We brought awesome. you that image a couple of weeks ago, right? The Rolling Stone cover. This is the NFT. So you've got the bananas moving in the background. I mean, this is a full project. And I'm seeing it looks like a bid of uh, 10 ETH is the current high bid right now um, mm -hmm. with five days, 58 minutes, 25 seconds left. So uh, a six-day auction uh, what do you think, Matt? 10 ETH. Uh, how high do we go with this uh, Rolling Stone one of one cover? Well, floor price is around what, like $30? Uh, I mean, sorry, 30 ETH for an uh, ape right now. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's hit somewhere around the 15, 20 range. Could be more depending on the collectors. There's only what, one of one, or is, it, is there two pieces available here? See, I was thinking there was going to be more, but it, I'm more, right? wondering now if this is this yeah, a one, one of one. one. Yeah. yeah, it is one of one. Yeah, so that can bring, you know, make it maybe a little more valuable. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it anywhere above 15 ETH. And, and Maz also got a shout out. I scrolled down a little bit. And as soon as this thing went live, uh, the first bid on it was 0.4269 ETH. <laughs> um, and then and a little bit later... 10 ETH came in as the high bid. So uh, whoever put that first bid in got a quite outbid um, on that pass. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So we will have to follow that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow, maybe check in on that. And then also yeah. next week, we'll be able to talk about, you know, the, the final price on it. So, uh, but something interesting there to watch again, Rolling Stone, a major magazine getting into NFTs and Bored Apes. I mean, just such a big project, such a loyal community.
Yep. Maz, we, we've talked recently about one of the biggest news items out there in NFT land, which is just going to get bigger, I think, as it nears uh, close, is Coinbase, right? And we've actually heard several people during interviews mention this too, right? Coinbase is going to launch an NFT marketplace. So there is now over 2.5 million people signed up for the Coinbase waitlist. That is a lot of people, way more yep than current OpenSea users. So we could see a huge rush for NFTs. And Coinbase reported earnings last night. And on the earnings call, I did control F and I searched and they mentioned NFT 16 times on the earnings awesome. call. The word NFT, that's a lot for a company that is not currently selling NFTs, right? So right now they're focused on cryptocurrencies, but they actually think that NFTs could be bigger than crypto for them someday. That is a pretty sta staggering fact that they shared. They also said that they want their Coinbase NFT to be a little bit like Instagram, you know, where it's more about showing off the pictures and less like an eBay. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting because to me, I always thought it was going to be, you know, a huge marketplace. Now it's sounding like maybe they're going to focus more on the PFP side of things and a little bit less on the marketplace. What do you think of that comment, Maz, of wanting to be more like an Instagram than an eBay? Yeah, so I saw a teaser. There was a, a teaser floating around on Twitter the other day. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Chris, but it showed the layout, kind of what it's going to look like. And it's very simple, very aesthetic, very clean. You can follow your top, you know, accounts. It will show you, you know, you can make a layout. So you can make your profile, show your favorite NFTs. And it looks very almost like, like they said, almost social media-esque um, as opposed to like a marketplace, which I think is a great idea. Uh, I'm hearing that certain projects will have to KYC. This is a rumor, KYC themselves before they launch on their platform, which I also think is a great idea because you avoid a lot of the scams and stuff. Um, so this is going to be a great play for them to see them be so bullish on this, you know, gets me excited. 2.5 million people signed up, easy access to NFTs. We'll see them kind of get into that gateway. Yeah, exactly. There's kind of like a teaser there. Uh, we'll see them get into that gateway, you know, NFT land. Cause you know, a lot of people, they don't realize what an NFT is until you join yep. your first discord, you know, your first community, you realize it's much more than just a JPEG that you can just copy, you know, screenshot. You're, you're becoming part of the community. You're networking. You're joining this amazing world. So I'm excited, man. I really am. Yeah. And I mean, as we've been saying, right, that we saw like NBA Top Shot, kind of a starter NFT series, a little bit lower price and a different platform, you know, trading with the Flow blockchain as opposed to ETH. That brought a lot of newcomers to the NFT space. And that's what I think yeah. Coinbase is going to do, right? Coinbase mm -hmm. really brought a lot of people to crypto, right? A lot of people yeah. have crypto accounts on Coinbase. And it may not be the best crypto platform out there. It may not be the cheapest, but it's very easy to use. And that's yeah. what people want, right? And OpenSea is a, a great marketplace. It's got a lot of people on it, but you know, Coinbase maybe can do different things better and bring new people to the market. And not just a couple new people, Maz, 2.5 million people signed up on this wait list. I mean, I remember when it went live, yeah. I signed up, right? And I was like, all right. And then a couple of days later, it was like, hey, a million people have already signed up. And I was like, holy cow. And now 2.5 million people. I mean, they, they have not said when they're going to launch. But I mean, this is going to be a huge event for NFTs. 
Exactly. No, that's a great point, Chris. And uh, shout out to Bruce in the comments here. He's actually leading us on to the next question here. So yep. if we can highlight his comment, which he's saying, you know, what are our thoughts on the fluctuation of NFTs due to the inconsistent inflation and deflation of Ethereum during our era? And when exactly do you think gas fees will cooperate with new prices? So, Chris, we've seen prices, you know, they've they've come down. You know, you've seen ETH kind of, you know, NFTs. Uh, they're all pretty much down at this point. Right. And gas is high. There's less volume. You know, projects aren't selling out. So we're kind of we're in a bear market, we could say. Um, you know, what do we think about this? Why is this happening? Is it going to keep happening? Is there a solution to this? These are all questions I think we're figuring out as we go along. Yeah, Bruce, uh, first off, shout out to you. Great question. Um, I didn't want to ignore your question, but I knew we were going to cover some yep. time on this segment. So uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Yeah, uh, we have seen floor prices fall on a lot of projects, right? And you know, a lot of that is coming from the rising price of Ethereum. But really, if you look and you compare it on a dollar for dollar basis, floor prices are still down uh, based on USD as well. Um, so take like Bored Apes, for example. Um, prior to an auction they did with Sotheby's, the floor was 45 ETH. Then after the auction, the floor was 40 ETH. And now we have a floor of 30.5 ETH. If you take the Ethereum price at those times, it's still less money now to buy a board ape than it was a couple months ago. And this is yeah. where it comes into play of, you know, what communities do you want to be a part of? What projects have long lasting life? We saw a lot of these projects, Maz, right, that traded kind of at the one Ether below level. Some of them have gotten completely wiped out and gone, you know, down to mint price or or lower, right? Mm -hmm. And, and it, it turns back into what are they doing to provide long-term value in, in terms of a community and in terms of, you know, future value, right? Is there another mint coming? Is there some sort of value coming, uh, you know? And, and also, as far as gas goes, Maz, I don't think we've talked about this yet. There's actually, I saw a new one called, uh, is it Immutable? Um, yeah, which is Nobikes. a new, yeah, mm -hmm. a new platform, right? I think the Doge Pound, when they did their Halloween Doge Mint, I think they used IMX for that to avoid the high gas fees. And again, yeah. Doge Pound has been a highly successful project. They've got a floor price of over three. And the fact that they're starting to, you know, look for alternatives to ETH, I mean, I think that's where we're going with the gas fees. You know, I used to kind of swear off some of these Solana projects, right? Because uh -huh. again, everyone wants to be in the ETH projects, but Solana projects are cheaper to mint in terms of the transaction fees. I mean, until we get ETH 2.0, I think we're going to see alternatives like this pop up. What do you, what do you know about IMX, Maz? Do you think that becomes, I think I saw Gary V tweet about it too. Um, and maybe some investors invest in it. So uh, I, I'm hearing more and more about IMX. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't personally used it, um, but I am hearing a lot of projects talk about layer two solutions or they're they're doing minting on other platforms to avoid the gas fees because that's that seems to be the problem here. I think if gas fees were a little lower, Ethereum was rising, maybe we wouldn't see such a decline in volume and pricing. Um, but again, so if you've been here since let's say May or June, a lot of these prices for these blue chips are still astronomical. You know, uh, board apes are four ETH when I first joined in June, cool cats were 0 0.04 when I first joined. A lot of these projects are still way above, you know, what you got in at in June. So I think it's a temporary, you know, top. 
I do think we find some price discovery along the way. Uh, volume will pick up with Coinbase, hopefully. And there's going to be solutions, hopefully, for the gas. Because if not, yeah, that's a big thing. That's To me, that's the biggest reason why volume is slowing down right now. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at uh, like gas and who's using it, right? Uh, it used to be Maz, right? Where gas would be like under 100 GUI. And, and then you'd see a project mint, right? And it would shoot way up. Well, now yeah. throughout the day, you're seeing gas just stay pretty much the same, but it's it's inflated. And, yeah. and you look at the big users and it's, you know, crypto swaps, right? It's your mm -hmm. Uniswap. It's your different exchanges that are using the most gas as opposed to actual mints, right? Yeah. So that's kind of a flip of where we were a couple months ago. And it also shows, you know, that uh, people are investing in some of these new coins more than they were during the height of NFTs. So you mentioned, you know, kind of a topping event. And I think that's the big thing and why it's important to know risk reward, right? And one of the yeah. things we talked about was if you were minting some of these projects, right, that maybe you mint, you know, three or four, you sell some, right, to take a profit, sort of like I always do with stocks, right? You sell some, lock in your profits, and you let the rest run, right? And then you're essentially mm -hmm. playing with what's called the house's money, right? It's yeah. essentially you're in profit. I think that's important with some of these mints and some of these projects, right, is you want to get some sort of profit along the way. And yeah, you may miss out on more money, but you limit your downside risk. And mm -hmm. if you bought some of these projects at the top, I mean, you're probably pretty sad right now with looking at some of these floor prices. So, you know, you mentioned Cool Cats, you know, being able to mint that, you know, early on, and now it's, you know, significantly higher. But some of these projects, the cool cats, you know, if you would have bought that at the the top, I mean, that hit what? I think 10 ETH 13, and up to 13. 13 and now it's yeah. 6.1. So, I mean, we've halved, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, so again, it's important to know when you're buying too, and also not chase some of these projects. So, uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about in terms of education, in terms of, you know, trends and, and also, you know, some of these projects have fallen off and, you know, it's, but will they bring new life to it? And again, what's one of the things we always say? Go hop in the Discord, right? Is the yeah. Discord active? Is there just a new post every hour? Is there people chatting all day long? Are people talking about the floor price and concerned? Or are they just talking about being in the community, right? Which could be more of a bullish sign of the sustainability. What do you think, Maz, uh, about getting into Discords? How can that kind of pave the way of seeing maybe how a project could come back to life or be, you know, a longer term project. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? So a lot of times once these projects sell out, the founders get paid, right? So their incentive to continue to provide for the community, it may not be there fully after they get paid for their first mint, unless they find other ways to monetize. So it's interesting seeing different projects, different founders, how they approach this. Um, you know, when you go into a discord and you see the community active continuously, even when the floor price is dropping, that's always bullish. You know, uh, a lot of times when the floor price drops and the community starts, you know, talking, you know, why is the floor price dropping? It's a sign that they may be over leveraged. You may see people, you know, just keep dropping the floor and just not the community is not built there. So those are always good signs to look for. Um, you know, what I've noticed, so Chris, is with these blue chips, a lot of times you don't need to buy and sell them. You can buy them depending on when you get in. Sure, you know, over time it may go up or down. But you can build a brand around these and these communities are so big that you can monetize your nft through different ways right you can join 
the just having access to these, some of these communities provides you know financial incentives that you don't have to buy and sell these projects and that's kind of what i'm looking at as well as which projects will allow me to do that yeah and i mean that goes a little bit back to to doge pound right uh you yeah. know that's been one we've we've interviewed them on the show right and you know i remember when they were first on the show they had a floor price of like 0.8 right and one of the things yeah. i said was hey they have an airdrop coming. Everyone is going to get a Doge Pound puppy. That's another yeah. NFT that you're going to get. And going right along with what you just said, Maz, now they're offering whitelist access to other yeah. projects, right? That provides you value without having to sell your Doge Pound, like you just said. Um, so that's a great point. Also staking, right? You know, we've talked... You talked about the orcs on here the one time, right? And how yeah. you could stake and earn more more orcs along the way. And then maybe you sell those orcs, right? Again, lock in some profits and you don't have to sell your original item. A lot of these are now doing staking. Crypto mm -hmm. Dads was just on, right? They're going to do staking in the future. And I mean, you look at the floor price of dads and we're down to 0 0.22. And I mean, this was around, you know, one ETH, I think when we first had them on. Again, focus on the long term. You know, were you impressed with what they said about the roadmap, right? They're going to do staking. They're going to do, you know, eventually down the road, crypto tots. They've got a lot of things coming. And also, if you jump in their Discord, which I'm in that Discord, it's very active. It is a big community and everyone is chatting about, you know, the future, not about the floor price. Yeah. So again, look for those signs. Maz, I talk a lot about, you know, future events, airdrops. Mechaverse, right, is one of the, the projects we've talked about a lot on the show, right? And I mean, this was hot out of the gate, right? A hundred thousand people trying to get in. Uh, you know, they were selling for five ETH plus before reveal. Floor price dropped below one. And yeah. now we're back <laughs> up to one. They're doing another NFT. Did you see that, Mass, that they finally have shown the Mecha bots? Mm -hmm. So each person is going to get an airdrop a mecha bot if you own a mecha do you think that you know that could be enough to maybe keep this project going and bring new life to a project that kind of got written off right or is this just a one-time event and we see you know the floor drop out after everyone gets these bots you know man i'm not sure these airdrops are are working anymore in current conditions because if there's no what's the utility behind them if you can find a way to connect them to the mecha world introduce new people to the mecha universe uh depending on the utility but just doing an airdrop i've noticed may not be the best to continue to build the you know momentum i've realized people just buy and sell it and it tends to kill the floor as well um so it just depends if they can provide some utility with it if they can introduce a new market into the mechaverse world then hopefully we do see some uh success for them but it just depends i don't think just an airdrop will do it anymore. Maybe they could have done it a couple months ago and not anymore. Yeah, great point. I mean, yeah, I think three months ago, if you had an airdrop coming, I mean, that was yeah. a, a huge event. Um, but utility, right? So, you know, if Mecca does where if you own a Mechaverse and a Mecca bot, maybe you get some sort of advantage or some sort of staking, uh, yeah. you know, that's definitely different. But yeah, I mean, I think I think people are probably getting in going to get these bots they're going to sell the bots and then they're going to sell the meccas and we're just going to see this dip below one eth again um which is where it was not too long ago so i was actually surprised to see it get back to one eth mass because mm -hmm. i really thought this project had kind of be been written off and again 
I still haven't seen anyone using this as their PFP. So yeah, it's a good point. You know, I saw a couple of the first week or two, but then I haven't seen anybody really use it, which again, it shows you was there so much hype that they couldn't really build a community uh, around it, you know? So people just looked at it as a quick flip. And that's one thing we've seen. What are quick flips? What are people holding? Um, and yeah, it's interesting to see that. Yeah, so we we got a couple more minutes left uh, for everyone watching or listening in. Um, so we'll we'll talk about a couple more projects, but everyone out there in the chat, I'm curious. Let us know if there's any projects right now that you think have dipped their floor price that have you know a sustainable long term plan. So tell us what the project is and yeah. give us maybe a description of why you think. It's a good project for the long term. I, I want to hear everyone's call out there, not just the project name, but give us maybe a reason why. Um, and we'll try to highlight some of those. Um, uh, it looks like we already got some coming in here. But um, Maz, before we get to the chat, uh, we just talked about a lot of PFPs, right? Let's talk yeah. art blocks for a minute, right? We had art blocks on the show a couple weeks ago. Th this is an NFT that really held up well in value for a long time but with all these nfts coming down i mean are we starting to see floor prices on art blocks fall as well you know so generative art it's one thing that it depends who you ask but it seems like a lot of big money is accumulating but floor prices for art blocks you know people have said that it's the market's oversaturated they used to have drops i mean like four or five drops a week uh, you know, and a lot of times over the last couple of weeks, they haven't been selling out. They launched this week a curated drop, which I thought was really nice. It did sell out, which is great to see. Um, it did have, you know, it doubled in price right away. And then it kind of came back down towards mint price. So we will see. I'm personally a big fan of generative art. I think, you know, especially art blocks, they do a great job of providing a good collection overall. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll see some dips here and there, uh, for certain pieces. It's crazy because like the Fidenzas, they're what 96 ETH floor right now. They were at 200, you know, at the peak. So they've come down what, like 50%. Um, but I do think these projects hold value over time, especially the specific ones like the Fidenzas, the squiggles and, you know, certain different ones. Yeah. Oh, it's 85 now. So yeah, it's dropping a bit, but you know, these pieces are so cool and they have such value already attached to them. That when big money comes in, you know, they're going to want these. And I think this is one of those pieces that over time will be worth a lot more. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those projects where you're probably not buying it to flip it right away, right? No, you're buying yeah. it to hold. It's more of a store of value at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it looks like we got some coming in the chat there. I see a call out of humanoids, but not really a description why. Uh, yeah. Head, head Dow, Maz. I don't think we've actually talked about Head Dow on the show I actually yeah. owned some of these for a while. I sold them, but that is, you know, a project that has bought into CryptoPunks, V Friends, and now Board Ape, and they also have staking. Um, what do you think ahead now? You know, based on, uh, you know, buying into these other projects and also the staking, is that something that can keep that going? I know the floor has come down a bit on this project recently. Absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, so anyone watching this, feel free to share this in your Discord or on Twitter because that's how we found a lot of projects. That's how we found the Crypto Dads and that's how they came on. That's how we found Lazy Lions and that's how they came on. And they announced their roadmap exclusively here on Monday. So if you're watching this, share this with your community, have them come on the chat and just engage with us and hopefully we can get them on sooner or later. Uh, Sham Dow, I mean, Head Dow, Sham Du, he's the guy that founded it. I think he's what, yep. 16 years old? 
16 years old and he doxed yeah. himself at a uh, New York uh, uh, NFT, I believe. So, yeah, exactly. So I think, I mean, I've heard a lot of great things from him. I follow him on Twitter. Um, this project had a lot of hype when the, you know, the DAOs were popping. Uh, you know, it's great to see a comeback. I personally have not, I'm not too familiar with it, but I know you had some, Chris. What do you think about it? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I own some. And I mean, again, it was kind of like holding a mini investment, right? Because of buying the the CryptoPunk, the V Friends, the Bored Apes, and then the staking, and also having, you know, Shamdu attached to it, right? A big name. Um, yeah. I kind of liked that, right? But, you know, I did take my profits. I mean, this was a project that minted out and then, you know, it was, I think it hit all the way up to like 0.8, 0.9 ETH. Um, mm -hmm. and, and now we're back down in the, in the twenties. So the point twenties. Um, but I mean, I think it's one of those projects really trying to show that it can keep going right with the staking yeah. and buying into these projects, uh, peaceful groupies. I'm seeing mentioned Maz. That is one I have not heard of. And, oh, and the comment from Vitals here, again, thanks for following uh, what I said here. Give us a reason. Solid community and peace token coming. The mm -hmm. artist is very active and involved in pushing the project forward. So Maz, without knowing anything about this project, I at least like that thesis, right? That there's a mm -hmm. token coming and that the artist is active in the community. I mean, I... Based on that, I mean, I think it's at least worth looking at. Again, I don't know this project. I'm pulling up the artwork now. If we can get that on screen, peaceful groupies. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting uh, project. But um, do you I know love this their one art. At all, Matt? Yeah, no, yeah, look absolutely. at that art. Yeah, I love their art. I think they make great profile pictures. Um, I have one or two. I still, I still have. I believe I haven't really checked out the floor price or anything. Yeah, like the one on the right. These are cool as hell. I love these a lot um yeah i love the work i've spent some time in the discord the community is pretty awesome they had a nice run-up they were over one eth for a while in the peak uh bull run um so yeah i haven't kept up with them but it's always i personally like the art i still hold a couple pieces awesome and then maz what else are you seeing in the chat there I, i'm seeing the lost glitches diaper dogs so diaper Luchito. dogs what do you want to talk about yeah. here diaper, diaper dogs? dogs i saw i'm in the actually in their discord and i saw them actually talking about the roadmap a couple over the weekend so uh i've been recommended uh to them by a couple people as well so i guess they have a free mint coming this month and the artist wizard school is extremely receptive to the community yeah he's active in there all the time and yeah it looks like a great pfp project and you know, they're cute little dogs with diapers. I mean, <laughs> and this, this was a small one, right? We're less than a yeah. thousand pieces in this. And it's going to kind of be like a Genesis project, right? Where people mm -hmm. who own the original diaper dog are going to get that free mint. And it, it kind of follows the pixel theme a little bit, although it's a little bit more advanced than that. But uh, yeah, this one was recommended uh, in a discord I saw as well. Um, and I like the thesis there, right? That you're getting the free mint coming. Um, so definitely one that I have on the watch list there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there's some good, there's some gems out there right now. Yeah, we're in a bear cycle. What that means is we just have to do more research. And, but there's some good projects out there that I'm sure a year from now we'll be like, whoa, I wish we would have got in at this price. So yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. What else? We got a couple more minutes left. Uh, the lost glitches I'm seeing mentioned from Janex here. Let me pull this up. Uh, most under the radar project, well under Mint, that has kept trucking along, funded and working on development of their game now, token coming in December. So a game and a token, Maz. Uh, do you know the lost glitches? 
I do not know. Oh, I have not seen this before. That's interesting artwork there. Well, thank you for sharing that one again. That's that's what we're all about on the show here, getting some new ideas, some education. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it looks like it's very, very cheap, though. Um, so I'm not sure. Probably would have to uh, pass on this. But uh, thanks for bringing that to our attention. Um, yeah, and as always, you know, do your own research. Yep, you know, not financial advice. Yeah, do your own research. A lot of these projects, before you ever buy them, you want to join the Discord. You want to check their... Uh, Twitter account. You want to see what the community's like. Don't just jump into projects like this. You know, a lot of times there's some good deals out there, but take some time, yeah. do your research, and yeah, not financial advice. <laughs> well, and especially with gas being so high too. If you're buying a, a NFT that's like less than 0.03, you're probably yeah. paying more in gas than you actually are for the NFT. Yeah, so that's crazy. something to take into consideration too. Um, Glue Factory, I saw mentioned in the chat and. I know that we actually had them on our Mooner Bus show, um, another show here on Benzinga. So the comment here was Glue Factory show has dropped down to 0.04, but are building an animated show with actual Hollywood voice actors and writers, weekly writing assignments used in show end of year. Maz, I remember when this one minted, that was their big Mm -hmm. feature, right? Was that they were going to do a show and that maybe your horse could be featured in the show what do you think of this project? And, you know, it, are, I mean, with them having the show coming, is that, you know, more of a long-term uh, thought process here? You know, it's interesting to hear, because I've seen so many projects talk about a show. I personally want to see the show come out first before I really jump into the gun here. But, you know, a lot of these projects, they're jumping to shows. Is the future going to be like Netflix, Fox, all NFT, you know, collabing with these projects would be crazy to see if a lot of our shows become NFT uh, collabs, which would be crazy. So it's good to see they're doing that. I just can't wait to see it actually happen. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, right, where like, again, you can put everything down on paper. Um, yeah. You can have the best looking roadmap, but it takes time. And really, until you roll all that out, you're probably going to see people, you know, come and go along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, I think they have some people who have, you know, written shows before um, attached to the project. So that's, you know, a nice sign. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think shows is going to be a a thing going forward. I mean, Crypto Dads hinted at that when they were on the other day, right? Uh, You know, and and again, I go back to Bored Apes. Bored Apes signed a talent agency deal and and so did Pixel Vault, right? And -hmm. and so did uh, CryptoPunks. These bigger projects are signing deals to monetize their project. And whether that Mm -hmm. means brand licensing or getting into media, I I think you're going to see that going forward. And maybe some of these NFTs that, you know, wanted to do a show from the start, maybe they can get there quicker. Otherwise, it could be a rush for all these NFT projects to, you know, try to launch a show and not all of them are going to be able to. And maybe some of these projects, you know, don't end up succeeding then. Exactly. But it's going to be cool to watch. And like the crypto dad said, imagine auditioning your own NFT to be on the show, you know, maybe, you know, on certain episodes, that's going to be, I mean, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks like we are running out of time here Uh, again, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, 
We had a great interview today. So Blockchain Boys Club, and again, shout out to Blockchain Boys Club for sponsoring today's episode. Um, yes. And you can find all that information below in the description and how you can get on their whitelist before they're mint on November 20th. Maz, we've got an interview on tomorrow's show. Uh, yes, do you want to tell everyone who's coming on tomorrow's episode? Yeah, actually. So we have Fang Gang joining us tomorrow, you know, so you see here they have the cute little profile pictures. I've seen a good amount of them on Twitter. Uh, you know, they're cute. They're they're kind of, you know, mysterious in a way. I like them. I can't wait, especially that ninja one right there. That's pretty cool. So it should be a fun episode. Should be fun for sure. I, I'm loving those. Uh, very cute project. And again, I've actually seen people use these as PFPs. Yeah. So even though this is a lower price people mm -hmm. use it for their PFP as opposed to Mecca, right? Where it's yeah. more expensive, but people don't use it as their PFP. So take from that what you will. Um, but we'll be diving in with Fang Gang hearing about what's to come for their project. So definitely stay tuned for tomorrow's yeah. episode, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Maz, any parting thoughts before we head out for the day? Yeah, as always, if you guys love this content, make sure to give us a like. Comment down below any projects that we should be looking at. We're always, you know, trying to find the top projects or the projects you guys want. Uh, you know, we're still early with this show. So as we evolve, we want the community to have a say in it. So make sure to, you know, join us as well. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Definitely. You heard Mass say it. Got to smash that like on your way yes. out. Subscribe to the Benzinga YouTube channel. If you're watching this show after we aired live, leave a comment. I go back, mm -hmm. I read the comments, Maz Same. does as well. So we want to hear what projects you guys are talking about. And as Maz said earlier, share this in your discords. Let your discords know, hey, let's go join the roadmap. Tell them about the project and we can mm -hmm. get the team on for an interview. So we'd love yeah. to have more teams come on. Um, and as always, uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, you've got Benzinga's pre-market prep at the close, talking about the big events of the day. Maz, for anyone who follows stocks, it was a big day oh, out man. there. there, there I don't want to check my phone. There was an IPO of Rivian. Uh, there's a lot going on with electric vehicle companies, Ford shares, GM shares. So don't go anywhere if you follow the stock market. You get to hear all about how today went. But that will be uh, that will do it for us. Take care, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.